home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Rich Keith Show is brought to you by FindMassMoney.gov. Hour number two of the Rich Keefe Show with Mike Cadlick here on WEEI. Cadlick in for Andy Hart tonight on this uh, happy Halloween. And believe it or not, he's not taking it off for uh, trick-or-treating, which I thought would have been acceptable. Sure. Put a little mask on Hart. He can walk around. Yeah. People think he's a little <laughs> trick-or-treater out there. No, that's, an e- that's too easy. That's an easy too one. Easy, it's too easy, but it got me. Um, <laughs> now he's, I think he's seeing uh, Book of Mormon tonight, so he'll have a full uh, breakdown of that on, on Thursday. Uh, it was NFL trade deadline day. Patriots did nothing. 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 Nope. And I do want to uh, actually correct myself from the last segment because I came at you being like, oh, no, Joshua Jibbs was a third-round pick. Joshua Jibbs was a second-round second. pick. It was a second-round so pick. So during the entire break, what I just yeah. did is went back on WEI.com and changed all my articles this week because I called <laughs> Joshua <laughs> Jay a third-round pick. Not so fast. And he was, in fact, the 60th overall pick in 2020. Yep. So, my bad. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, and he was looking like a bust for a little while. Yeah. Then last year had a great year, and yep. then this year, you're like, all right, what, what are they going to do? He doesn't play on Sunday. Thought maybe it had something to do with the trade deadline. Um, did not. Nope. And uh, he, is, he here, is here, as is Duggar, as is Onwenu, as is everybody else. Do you think they should have uh, shifted the trade deadline because they added a game? Because there's 11 games left, and they yeah. played seven. Or, they played eight. Eight. They're two and six. So there's, so there's, there's nine, nine games, games left. <laughs> <laughs> there's 11 games. I know it feels like it. feels like there's 111 games left. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. Like an extra week? Yeah. yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Let, let teams really decide. Because the fact that some people are trying to convince themselves that the Patriots at two and six could be buyers, right. then maybe you do need an extra week to really see who's not in it and who's out of it. There's no math. Don't worry about the math. We're not going to do math <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, right. It is a tier Tuesday as well, and we're actually going to do double tiers. There'll be two tiers tonight. They're both going to be equally spooky, so you're going to want to uh, stay tuned for that. I'm going to get to the big NBA trade in a moment, but let's go back to the phone. We have uh, Steve on the Cape. He joins us next. What's up, Steve? Yeah, my Patriots candy, yeah. peppermint patty, soft on the inside, man. No <laughs> offensive All right. line. All right, fair enough. Reading the, uh, It does leave your breath fresh, though. True. I don't mind a peppermint patty. No, they're pretty good. You know, it doesn't it doesn't really feel like a candy candy to me, but I like I'm fine with the peppermint patty. It tastes patty. like the dentist. Yeah, but then yeah. you you have a nice fresh breath for all your makeout sessions. <laughs> Not many of those. <laughs> <much. laughs> you skip over that, huh? All right. Good one from the text. Yeah, what do you line. got? Uh candy corn. Three candy. layers, yellow offense, orange defense, <laughs> white coaching, and they all have one thing in common. They suck. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they could be candy corn. Milk I know candy corn is very polarizing. I I'm, I'm not a fan yeah. myself. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Is any sugar-free candy? Yeah. They are sugar-free candy, like the one that Brady was pitching a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, remember that? <laughs> He's like, "Oh, this is the healthy candy." Yeah, right. Like nobody wants healthy candy for God's sakes. Nope. Uh, so there was a big NBA trade yes. after a lot of kicking and screaming and pouting and, and demands and uh, threatened lawsuits. James Harden is gone. He goes to the L.A. Clippers. He teams up with a group of guys that uh, can't really get it done either. No, like at one point were uh, all great. Now, I would put Kawhi Leonard in a separate category because he has won titles in multiple places. He is a legit winner in my eyes. Now, he also pouted and got out of uh, San Antonio, and it has not worked with the Clippers for a variety of reasons, mainly injury. Like, those guys are hurt all the time. 
But uh, you have Kawhi Leonard there. You have Paul George, who is a really good player, but has had a lot of bad playoffs in his career, yeah. and he's also never won anything. They have Russell Westbrook, or whatever is left of Russell Westbrook, yeah. who has teamed up with James Harden in Oklahoma City and in Houston, and now oh, yeah, in LA. That's right. Oh, okay. yeah, we'll run in Houston. Yeah, forgot about so, that. So. James Harden goes there. Does that change anything in the NBA landscape to you? Or is it just you look at that and you're like, yeah, it's just kind of more of the same? It makes me think that the Clippers aren't going to come out of the West now. <laughs> like, I didn't, see, I never thought they would. But they, they were they were kind of in the mix. Yeah, oh, like, they were like people liked, like Vegas-wise, they had like decent odds. Yeah. Like they were like, you can't bet against Kawhi Leonard. Maybe it's the right, thought. Right, you have but, a bunch of good players. So, I mean, yeah. But no, I think he reminds me of Kyrie. And I, I would say Kyrie's worse, but it's almost a guy who – yeah. Wherever he goes, he's unhappy. He fights his way out. Yeah, he, get, he gets his way, and he's unhappy. Gets his like, what way. a bizarre combo. He gets his way. He's still unhappy. He then drives everybody to hate him, right. and then they still trade him, and teams still pay for him. Teams keep like, taking they, they, they keep talented taking guys, on. man. I know, and I get it. I wish I was talented. Yeah, me too. You'd have so <laughs> many chances. Yeah, right. You just do whatever you want. Harden's like, yeah, he's bagged out of all this stuff. And what's really bizarre about me, and maybe I didn't follow the whole story super close, but... So James Harden was in Houston with Daryl Morey, and Daryl Morey gave him whatever he wanted. Right. Fired a coach for him, brought in, like, uh, here's Russell Westbrook, here's John Wall, here's all right. these stuff. Like, whatever we can do to help you. And then he wanted out that he was gone. And then after his little stint in Brooklyn, and I mean little stint mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, he wasn't there very long, he goes to Philly. And then Daryl Morey's there, and now he hates him. And Harden's like, yeah. he's the devil, and I'll never trust him. I'm like... What happened? And there was that video of when he got there and he came off the private jet and he, like, get, dapped him up and everything. And, again, if, like, they clearly had a good relationship, right? Like he, I would think he, he gave him everything him he again, wanted and then he brought him in again. Yeah, so I, I would love to know, like, you know, what happens behind the scenes yeah. and whether it's just, you know, an NBA diva being an NBA diva. But, no, I mean. The thing, and as, as much as people, like, it's not the, you know, it's annoying that so many players – just end up kind of pouting and wanting out. Like, I can understand after years of losing being like, all right, like, I got to go. Like, Damian Lillard. Yeah. I don't fault Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard tried. Damian Lillard gave it a go. 100%. He was in Portland a long time, and then it was like, all right, enough is enough. This is the first time in however many years he's been on a new team to start the year. These other guys just want to ping pong like crazy, and uh, I just think at some point, Joel Embiid's going to want out. Like, right. why? what is he doing there? Like, they just brought in a bunch of bodies, including Marcus Morris and more future picks. I mean, Joel Embiid must just be laughing every time they acquire picks because yeah. that's all they've been doing there. But, yeah, I don't look at the Clippers as, like, a big threat to the Nuggets or anything like that now. Dude. You know, last year in the playoffs when the Celtics played the Sixers, that series for Harden was, like, perfect for Harden. Yeah. He had the one game where he, like, carried them and they won it. And then he was just an absolute turd sandwich for like three games. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, all right, that's that's the guy you got. Did you see the um the Clippers game the other night when they were it was like at the buzzer, they were down two, Kawhi takes a shot, misses, and the rebound goes to Westbrook and he tries to take the game winner. Before he even shot, Kawhi is just like on his knees, like, no, like and it airballs and they yeah. lose the game. It was right. it was perfect. That was, tells you all I need to know about that team. It is perfect. So I mean it's a team of superstars. I mean, it's like a twenty 17 all-NBA team. Yeah. So you what know, do you think of it, though? Do you think that I think they'll compete it, in the West? I, in a way, I think it's good, like, because Harden even still is probably a top 30 player in the league, right? Like, he yeah. like he could lead the league in assists, probably, if you put him out there. So I just think it's 
it's it's useless to the fans when any of those guys are sitting out. Like, just put them on a team. Like, mm-hmm. let's see how it goes. But it's also going to just be more chaotic. I'm looking forward to more moments like that or with Kawhi Leonard looking at Westbrook right. or, like, the four of those guys trying to figure it out and maybe killing each other. Like, I think it's more entertaining sure. yeah. to have them out there. But if I'm the Nuggets or... I don't know, the Grizzlies, maybe the Lakers. Like, I'm not looking at the Clippers like, oh, no, they got James Harden. Uh, I'm and like, then, oh, yeah, they got James Harden. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. Yeah. And then for the Sixers, it's like, I guess it's not a distraction anymore, but he is more talented than a lot of the other guys they had on their right. team. So maybe they're a little worse in a way. But, but now, it gets, you're right. It gets it gets the distraction yeah. out. You know, it's like, all right, right. it's Maxie and Embiid, and let's roll. And who else do they have? Tobias Harris, I think. Is yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. That's kind of it. Uh, yeah, so more shots for Maxie, which is probably good yeah, overall. Yeah, he's young. They like him. He was pretty good last year. So, But in the NBA, it's always now who's going to be the next guy that wants out. And right. I think it's probably going to be Embiid because the Celtics and the Bucks both got better. And they were both already ahead of the Sixers. And then the Sixers tried this with another superstar, and it didn't happen. So they got to be pissed. They got to be looking in some I'm, other uh, direction. I'm working through something in my head right. as we speak. Okay. And I think I'm allergic to the Rich Keefe show. Why? Are you sneezing? No. Um, you have a rash? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> allergic might be the wrong word. Oh, well, But, okay. okay the Juju Smith-Schuster take. It was a poor Not that one. it originated on the show, but it's been a thing on the no, show. No, we talked a lot about yep. it. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Smart being traded. Yep, that's true. You what lost your guy trade. smart. Yep, what a trade. Mm-hmm. Chris Asporzingis comes in. He looks like he could win the freaking MVP right now. True, true. And uh, not only am I zero and six in the bet du jour, but I picked the wrong game tonight. You so. did pick a wrong game. Yeah, but Love I'll tell you, here, if you get that, if you get the uh, the Bucks game tomorrow, you're in good shape. Yeah, we're back. So. You know, we'll give you half credit for that one at yeah. least. Uh, let's go to John in the car on the Celtics. What do you got, John? Hey, yeah, uh, real, real quick on the uh, the Patriots. I think uh, they're most like. Like thirty-year-old baseball card uh, gum. Oh yeah! If you look at it too long, it will disintegrate. Like sure. I think that's what like first that glance, nah, and then it's like oh, it's like disintegrate. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Hey, yeah, uh, I'm really not worried about the Celtics bench. Like it's way way too early to be worried about depth, especially in the playoffs when they're going to have like seven, eight guys at the very most mm. playing during game. Uh, the one thing that's interesting though is the, the Peyton Pritchard stuff. Like, and I like the take like that when he's playing against, like, all the twos, like, all the pressure is on him. And I'm certainly going to give him a little bit more time since he was ready to, like, jump ship uh, a couple months ago, it seemed like. And now, all of a sudden, he's going to be, like, the the other option at the guard. So, I am not uh, immensely worried about the, the bench stuff, especially since uh, evil uh, Ned Flanders has shown that he's a pretty good job, uh, does a pretty good job of uh, getting talent when they need it. So, yeah, no, John, way too early. Yeah, no, I... I'm not worried about the bench either. I mean, there's not really much of a bench, to be honest. But in previous years, they've been deeper, but I don't think they've been better. So I'll take the six guys they have now versus the eight or nine they've had oh, yeah. in previous years. And then you'll figure it out. And maybe it'll be a uh, a buyout, like a veteran buyout later in the year. Um, Those because- never work, I don't think. Like, I, I think about all the names like DeMarcus Cousins and Greg Monroe. But wasn't, like, all... P.J. Brown and Sam Cassell the year they won the title? And I don't yeah, go back okay. 15 yeah, years I was ago. Say that, was... that was a while ago. Yeah. But, like, those guys came in, and they fit the role that they needed. I'm not asking for 20 minutes. Give me 12. Yeah, no, you're right. right. That's fair. Uh, yeah, the guys they have now, I mean, Sam Hauser, I think, has the most minutes. Sam Hauser and Peyton Pritchard are averaging the most minutes outside of their top six. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, that's not ideal, but... To win a title, you don't need nine guys. Like Pritchard, to get through the regular season, maybe, but yeah. not to win a title. Well, Pritchard was good in the preseason too, too, and then he all was. of a sudden he's just kind of nothing. Yeah, just yeah. Falling off. 
preseason, gets the contract yeah. and, and all Which that. Which I thought at the time, too, was a good contract because it wasn't, you know, a a massive deal. Like, mm. what was it, four for 30? Like, it sounds like a lot, but in the NBA, it's not. Oh, yeah, for, these guys make insane yeah. numbers. Like, there's random guys you read about. Yeah. You're like, wait, four for 90? Yeah, like, like, this Dylan guy? Brooks like, <laughs> <or> like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, how the hell? Yeah, got, Chandler Parsons got one one year. Just filthy rich guys. Who Crazy. Are like, yeah. And then disappeared. Yeah, right. Just into the sweet good night. Mm. I don't think we ever saw... Chandler Parsons again. But, uh, yeah, so the Celtics are rolling. We'll get to more of the Celtics and the Bruins a little bit later on in the program. Uh, neither has a loss this year. Yeah. They're both just absolutely killing it. In fact, I saw somebody today say the uh, the Celtics have more wins than the Patriots. It's tough. 3-0 no. no versus 2-6. Mm. Not yeah. ideal. All right, you can weigh in if you want to get in on the seas. you can. But we're still talking Patriots and the NFL trade deadline that came and went. And saw the Patriots not do a damn thing. Uh, do you think Bill Belichick was in charge of that? 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Mike Cadlick here tonight. Right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now. The Bruins got the win in overtime last night at the Garden. They beat the Panthers 3-2. Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy each had a goal. Pavel Zaka got the goal in overtime to lead the Bees to victory. Charlie McAvoy has been suspended for four games without pay for an illegal check to the head of Panthers defenseman Oliver ekman Larson. The Bruins also had until today to decide if they were going to keep the 19-year-old rookie Matthew Patra Coach Jim Montgomery made the decision to keep him saying, quote, he's sticking around, he just belongs. The Bees will stay in Boston to host the Maple Leafs on Thursday night. Puck drop at 7.30. Celtics now 3-0 after getting a road win last night in Washington. They beat the Wizards 126-107. Jalen Brown had 36 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. Jason Tatum put up 33 points, and Perzingis had 15. Celtics back in action tomorrow night to host the Pacers at the Garden tip-off at 7.30. Rangers took Game 3 of the World Series last night in Arizona. They beat the Diamondbacks 3-1. Texas now up 2-1 on that series. Series will stay in Arizona. Game 4 tonight, first pitch at 8 p.m., just under an hour. And the trade deadline has come and gone with Bill Belichick and the Patriots deciding not to be buyers or sellers. They made no changes to the team. Albert Breer reported the Pats are hanging on to young contract year guys Josh Uche, Kyle Duggar, and Mike Onwenu. Also, he was told the Patriots got zero calls on Mac Jones and Zeke Elliott. The Patriots host the Washington Commanders Sunday at Gillette Stadium, kickoff at 1 p.m. And Kendrick Bourne officially moved to the injured reserve list after suffering a season-ending ACL tear in Sunday's loss to the Dolphins. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe Show coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEI. Time for a little Name That Tune by Cadlick. What theme song is this movie from? Or no, what theme song <laughs> is this song from? What movie is this song from? I should have wrote down the questions. Uh, Toy Story. Nailed Kidding, it. Toy Story. Nailed it. I have no idea. Halloween. The original, uh, the OG well, Halloween. Yeah, hell yeah. So happy Halloween to everybody out there. We'll have a uh, extensive horror movie trivia with Mike Cadlick yeah, coming up. That'll be good. 
uh, a little bit later on in the program. But it was NFL trade deadline as well as Halloween. So those are like two holidays all wrapped up into one. And we're talking about it with you as the Patriots do nothing. 617-779-7937. Mark is in Amherst. He joins us next. What's up, Mark? Hey, Rich. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, good. Um, so I just wanted to, like, talk about the draft uh, quickly. Sure. Um, I, I So I, I was looking up uh, just stats in my free time, and I read somewhere, and I would love it if you guys could cross-reference this just to make sure, but I read somewhere um, that it's like 70-72% of players drafted in the fourth round through the seventh round never make it to a second contract. And if that's true, I I would like you to do me a favor going forward that anybody that calls in or there's a guest that suggests Bill and Grow trade back in the draft for depth for offense, like immediately laugh them off the show because um, if that stat is true that uh, you know roughly seventy percent of you know fourth through seventh round never makes it to a second uh, contract, we have no business trading back in this upcoming draft, and that's why I want the Patriots to uh, essentially tank, which I know they officially can't do. But I want it to be so blatantly obvious for Grow and Bilicek, uh Belichick um, on what they need to do for the draft, or, you know, whether it's top four, top seven. Um, I, I want it to be blatantly obvious they have to go for the best guy, whether it's QB, uh, uh, tackle, or wide receiver. And so I, I just wanted to throw in two cents about that and the whole trading back for depth on offense. I, I don't want to hear right. it right. this Mark, year. I'm with you. I per, I never like trading back. No. I feel like in the draft – you know, unless it's the obvious time where, like, you have a quarterback, somebody's going to trade up for the quarterback, and they're going to offer you a ton of stuff, right. like, then, yeah. But just, like, to get cute and be like, oh, we have a little bit more value and get the guy there. Like, the Patriots ended up getting Christian Gonzalez this year, but they traded back, and there was a chance that they didn't. Right. And I remember, like, losing my mind at the time. Then they get him, and everyone's like, oh, see, like, it was smart. It's like, was it smart? Like, what if you missed him? Yeah. And then there's been other times where they trade down. And then they get a guy, and then they they pick from a group of players, and they draft the wrong one. So I don't know if anybody on this, like nobody on this show, said they should trade back. Maybe Mark heard that somewhere no. else. I don't know about his stat. I mean, I know I tried to cross reference it. I couldn't. It's hard to find, but he did yeah. his work. I, I kind of trust his homework. I agree. But I mean, then again, you're also looking at it where if that's true, that's seventy two percent of the rest of the league. And if you are in that position, you have to think you're better than the rest of the right. league, and you're you're going to hit on. You know, the next Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Terrell Davis, like all these guys that were late round picks that ended up being studs. So I'm not going to play it that way. And like, that's the reality of the NFL, too, is like guys don't last. Like whether it be average injury, career is what, 25 yeah, or whatever. Right. Yeah. And so like, yeah, some teams are better at it than others. But I mean, the fact that it's 72 percent doesn't necessarily surprise me. Like, no, especially in the fourth or seventh round, you're kind of just throwing darts at that point. Yeah. So but it goes to his point. Since you are throwing darts at that point, don't trade back for a bunch of fourths. No, but also if you do. And I see. I thought where he was going is what's the point of trading Josh Uche for the fourth if a fourth is useless? I okay. thought that's where he was going to go. He didn't. But my response to that would have been just more picks or more chances. More or chances not only is it, if you're not sorry to cut you off. Yeah. If you're not going to extend Uche, like if, if you're right. going to let Uche walk, you might as well grab a fourth and take another dart throw right, rather it, than not. Like do you, yeah. And also, if you're boiling down this way, do you want Josh Uche for uh, nine more games? Or do you want an extra fourth round pick? And you right. can either take a player there or you can use that as part of a package to move up. Like how many times do you see these massive trades get done 
and it's a stud player, he goes for a one and a two and a four, or a right. whatever it is, or like two twos and a four. It's like, well, you got to have that four. Right. And then that way you're not completely out of the round. Like, I just, at this point of the year, any kind of draft pick for a bad team is worth taking a shot on. Like, it's right. value add, and then you can figure out who you're taking later on. And you mentioned those those trades, too. Like, it could matter because yep. the 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 one or the three ones, the two and the four, mm-hmm. you can get outbid by another team who wants to do that because you don't have yeah. enough fourth round picks. Oh yeah, because like, that's the old sweetener they'll call. Yeah, it. Like, oh, give right. us a, a fourth round sweetener. Like, right, right, fine, fourth like, Yeah, if it didn't matter, right? And then you you only have so many of those. And the Patriots should be really busy in the off season. They need to change a lot of the the roster. A lot of work to do. And I would even I would do the caller one better. And he he said, you know, you want all these picks for Mac Rowe and for Bill Belichick. Do you? Do you want to pick for those guys mm. or maybe for whoever's running the team next? Right. And I know that's tough. And, like, full disclosure, I don't have as many names to replace Grow and Belichick as I do to replace Belichick O'Brien. You know, they, like, it's yeah, easier yeah, yeah. to come up with co- like head coaches or offensive coordinators or even defensive coordinators than it is all the player personnel people. Right. But, I don't know, the, the drafts have been kind of rough in the past. And also, so, one last thing on the caller. He's talking about, you know, grabbing offensive players in the draft this past year they didn't in the first three rounds they went defense 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 even though clearly the defense was better than the offense and even if all three of those guys can play and it seems like maybe they can like you had glaring needs on offense and they ignored them last year so there's no reason for me to think that they might not ignore him again next year and i love christian gonzalez i'm a huge yeah. christian gonzalez fan i know you are too yep. and going back to the draft he was he was the best best cornerback in the draft in my opinion and you got him at 17 but you look at what jordan addison's doing in minnesota right now he's awesome and he's awesome yeah. and he could have easily been here because what did he go three picks four picks later or something I yeah think he, he went in the, in the 20s. 20s so did zay flowers who's also really good yep and yeah. uh quentin johnson who has come on a little bit more for yeah I, I i didn't want him but again that run of receivers went <laughs> right after you took gonzalez what would you rather it, it's easier it's it's easier to say it now because gonzalez is good or what so what whatever but like I mean, now he's out with the. With I think the whether happy, but. I think whether they would admit it or not, they were probably gun shy about the receiver thing. Yeah, look at all the guys drafted after Nikhil Harry, and now look at you know That's mainly true. George Pickens, but some of the guys drafted after Tyquan Thornton, right? Just missed. Yep. So it's like, well, we can't screw up a receiver pick if we don't take a receiver, and then they're more comfortable throwing a six-round dart. And actually, guess what? Those guys are better. Yeah, no, they're better true. at drafting receivers in the sixth and the seventh round than they are in the first, second, third, fourth. It's wild. Yeah, it is. It's wild. And I, they would have done, I feel like it would have been Quentin Johnson, and he just reminds Probably. me too much of Nikhil Harry. Yeah, exactly. Big body, doesn't yeah. really, se- oh, yeah, it separates a little bit. You get the point. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Burt Breer in uh, Sports Illustrated wrote, the Patriots decided to stand pat with their young contract year guys, Josh Uche, Kyle Duggar, and Mike Onwenu, but they did listen, and ultimately this came down to the team making a decision against dealing off good players for marginal draft capital. And so it doesn't really say in there whether or not because they want to re-sign these guys. It was just, how do we dump those guys off, guys that are starting for us? You made the case earlier. I mean, there are three of your five or six best players right right now. Do you trade those guys for not even a great return and really wave the white flag? Because that's what it seems like. They thought they might get beat up more. Maybe by the fans, if they just sort of gave up, which I think actually the opposite is true. I think more people today would have been like, good, they recognize it, let's look at the draft. 
Yeah. Or am I? Do you think? Do you think that's wrong? No, I'm with you. I yeah. think yeah, they, they, that would have been if they sold it. But like, great, okay. And everyone's kind of behind this this reset tank type vibe anyway. I kind of like, like like I'm pissed that it took four years. Mm-hmm. You either should have done this right after Brady or right after the Cam Newton debacle or whatever, but. They didn't, and it, it's kind of dragged out. Last year was so bad. You thought this year would be at least a step forward, but it's actually taken. It's actually been a step backwards, but which they, is crazy. But I would argue too that they they kind of did try the whole bottom out, if you will, with the Cam Newton year, and like, yeah, they won too many games, though. I know, but yeah. they they reset the cap according to Belichick, and they didn't spend all right. that whole thing. And then they did spend a lot, and, and then they spent and they drafted a rookie quarterback, yeah. and they tried with some receivers, and it just didn't work. If so they, now they're doing it yeah. again. I, like, I don't think they didn't do it. I just think they failed at it, now they have to re-reset. If they, going back to the Mac Jones quarterback draft class, if huh. they had the pick of all the guys, with the exception of Lawrence, who was the clear-cut, obvious number one for like three years in a row, if they could have picked from any of the other four, who do you think they would have taken? Because I don't know if they would have used Justin Fields. Justin Fields is not doing great. Well, McDaniels but, was here, right? He kind of yeah, likes that yeah, yeah, yeah. quarterback. Maybe he, likes, maybe he, he would have liked him. Cam. He liked Tebow. Who, he did like Tebow. He did uh, draft Tebow in the first round. Yeah, that yeah, is true. Why, so maybe you go with Fields. That's why Tebow's in a radio studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, no, but I, I still think they might have went with Mac Jones. They might have. I think like if they had the second overall pick. And now, granted, no, no, they would have traded down, and they yeah, would have just, like, fingers crossed we can get him for the yeah, value and everything but, else. No, I think... I mean, they stood pat that year, and, and somebody could have leapfrogged them and taken him, and then what would they have I done? Who, who the hell knows? Maybe they would have taken Davis Mills in, like, the second or third yeah. round or whatever. Probably. Yeah, right, and then that would have been yeah. the existence, although I don't know how much different it really would have been at, at this point. Speaking of Mac Jones, Burt Breer also says, for what it's worth, no one called on Mac Jones or Ezekiel Elliott. Now the Elliott reports there. Someone, on Elliott? Yeah, well, someone, Breer said that, and I think Jordan Schultz from Bleacher Report reported that okay. teams were calling on Zeke. So mm. generally, I, I, I think I trust Breer here. Okay, yeah, um, I, I would too. That's more so because Jordan Schultz has me blocked on Twitter, but that's beside the point. Well, what did you say to Jordan Schultz? <laughs> uh, Can you say it on the radio? Yeah, I oh. just said that he never, like, this was like years ago that yeah. like, he doesn't have any scoops or like oh. he didn't have anything. Well, he's got that big scoop, which may be wrong. Yeah, no. <laughs> So he did at the time. Yeah, fair. All this right. was like three years ago, and I, I said something, and then all of a sudden I looked, and I can't look at his tweets anymore. Mm. Yeah, real loss. Just a real a real shame. Yeah. But, you yeah, know, Zeke's been pretty good for him this year. I like Zeke. But then again, running backs, you know, Leonard Fournette just gets signed to the Bills practice squad. So, like, running backs are available. And so that would have been one of those, hey, we'll give you uh, a six-round pick for Zeke in a seventh or something yeah, like that. Right. It would have been like a trade-up. Yeah. So they keep Zeke. No one called on Mac Jones. Now, how many teams would have even been interested in a quarterback? The Vikings got one. The Vikings mm-hmm. got Josh Dobbs today. Anybody else? Would the Jets have been interested in a quarterback? So Joe Douglas today said that they're expecting Rodgers back now. Which is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. But you see him, like, the videos of him just, like, having a toss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Like, he looks like a guy right. who didn't just rip his Achilles. I know. It's bizarre. And what I wonder, is that like? Uh, he's doing stuff like witchcraft, or what is he? Something, right? I think it's probably more so. I think magnets. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's probably like Rogers and Douglas and Sala behind the scenes, just saying, "I'm going to pretend that I can come back to yeah. keep this team into it." Maybe, but I just even even if it like what they're saying is just you know fake for everybody to hear the fact that he's standing. Right, yeah, with like no aid. He's just like walking around and he's throwing the ball before the game. I'm like, that alone seems to be 
ahead of schedule because it's easy for anybody to say your to your point. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm ahead of schedule. I feel like a million bucks. Yeah. And you're like, well, you're sitting in L.A. rehabbing right. with like your foot up, and yeah. then you like limp out of there. Yeah. Like, you know, he looks okay. So, like, I don't know. But again, maybe he plays be- at the end of the regular season. And Zach Wilson's been kind of. He had a couple games where he was all right, and then he had this past week against the Giants, which was just a yeah, debacle for everybody. That was crazy. But they're probably looking at it like Mac Jones isn't a significant upgrade over Zach Wilson. No. Mac Jones isn't a significant upgrade over uh, Josh Dobbs, although they had to make a trade, and maybe they were like, well, the Patriots aren't going to trade him away kind of thing. I don't know. Well, I wonder, too. First of all, you pay whatever you have to pay for Mac Jones, and then Rodgers comes back, and then you sit on – Rogers, Mack, and Zach Wilson as a room. weird like, quarterback a room, weird thing, yeah. and so yeah. But I, I wonder too, and I, I had said it earlier, like the way uh, Jeff Howe and uh, Breer now reported it was that nobody called on Mac Jones, but did the Patriots? Did they Mac shop Jones? him a little bit? Like, do you think they called Minnesota? And we're like, hey, Kirk's done. They should. Yeah. I would say no. I would yeah. say based on how they've gone about the backup quarterback situation, I would say no, because I don't think they trust anybody to take all the snaps after. They hate Bailey Zappi. Mm-hmm. They're not even sure how they feel about Malik Cunningham. Right. And Will Greer, I'm not sure he exists. Yeah. So between no, Will those, Greer does exist. Does you've seen him? I interviewed him for WEI.com and posted it today. Very A good. Full-length feature on Will Greer. How check is, it out. How is Will Greer? I'll read that. How awesome. is, is he a nice yeah, guy? he's good. Good guy. Uh, good family You man. think he'll play? No. Well... I think he should. Why I not? think I would like to Maybe see I'm him. Maybe biased now. Yeah, yeah. Because he gave me he some time. You. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, okay. I would take him over Bailey Zappi. I would remember take, watching Will Greer at West Virginia. I do, of that course. Awesome, of course like, I do. Yeah, well, that's also why. Like I was, I was all in on Matt Corral when right. I got yeah. him, oh, yeah, and then that was good lord. I don't yeah. know what really happened there, but he was gone. Yeah, and it was the same thing. Like watching Matt Corral in college, watching Will Greer in college, and Will Greer actually had a couple NFL starts, and right. saw, you know, saw those or at least you know clips of it. And you're like, all right, let's mm-hmm. see it. Like, that at least seems like a guy who could challenge Mac Jones. But, no, like, they're not even – Yeah, it's just so weird. Like, the whole, the whole quarterback situation, the backup quarterback situation, all the way back to camp yeah. through now. So I bet they didn't call anybody. You know, it's yeah, just, it went – you're right. The way they started it was like, Mac's our guy, and Mac is so much our guy that <laughs> we're going to let Malik Cunningham and Bailey Zappi go if they – if. Yeah, so choose, or if any team so chooses. Like the, literally the day you had to cut the roster down to 53, Mac Jones was the only quarterback on the roster. Right. So, I mean, if they're not willing to trade Uche, Duggar, and Onwenu because they're like, ah, we're probably not going to get a good return. We might as well keep our good players. Like, how can you then also trade the only guy you feel confident in taking a snap? Right. So I think they probably were, were going to keep him. Uh, Breer also wrote, silence from New England, Carolina, and Denver reflects to me a very short supply of buyers this year. He says he's going to dig into why it played out that way because there were opportunities out there for teams that wanted to take a swing or two. In the end, there simply wasn't a great appetite on the part of contenders to pick up the bat. Hmm. They're really – that is true. I mean, San Francisco got Chase Young. That's the biggest move of the day, right? And other than that, it was sort of like these minor pieces, the Vikings grabbing a quarterback. But, again, it's Josh Dobbs who's right. really the backup at starter by, by injury. So there weren't like a I ton mean, of teams like a day, couple days ago, like the Eagles traded for Kevin Byard from the heck, yeah, it's a good but point. Like, Byard again, and like Leonard Williams going to the C- yeah. Seahawks. So there's a few guys for but sure. None of them are the Christian McCaffrey trade of last year. No, or, you're right. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no McCaffrey. Big, deal. big, big splashes. The NFL deadline isn't usually like that. It's no, not it's not that crazy. The Patriots have been in the middle of it though in years past, whether it be you know Jamie Collins or Jimmy Garoppolo or Akeem Talib. 
Oh, keep the lead, but like, yeah, as far as a guy coming in, is probably the best yeah, one they've yeah, had. Right. Yeah, good point. So they're they've usually been in it, which is funny. Like this also isn't a normal Patriots year. Like yeah. normal Patriots years, they're a wagon. This is not, and then right. they they choose to kind of sit back and and do nothing. And so yeah, it's the same team. They're going up against a uh, Commanders team this week though that just traded two of their best pass r- rushers. So there's I guess that. Well, I look at that too, and talking about the way that they looked in the Buffalo game, they looked really good. It was because of the offensive line. It was against a good defensive front, and now you're at a playing against a Washington team with what was a good defensive front, and now is not. Right. You keep Mac upright again. I know they don't have the receivers, but you know maybe maybe yeah. his confidence is there when you keep him upright. They could know, be but. on their way to a handful of bad wins because that's how and I. That's would, the part that's, that's how like, I view it. And I I'm not really I don't like to advocate for tanking. Not right. that I don't like to, but I know they're not going to purposely tank. Yeah. Right. 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 But right. You know, and one game day rolls around, it's like, all right, go win this game. But it's at the same time, it's like, all right, if you keep losing, the offseason gets more fun. You start to talk about quarterbacks. And- yeah, and, like, think about just in the dra- – like, when the draft rolls around every year, when, like, all the – you know, the regular season settles and the records and the good teams are good and the bad teams are bad. You get mm-hmm. to the draft, and if a team wants, especially in a quarterback year, to trade up from five to two, mm-hmm. think about how much that costs them. It's insane. Yeah. So – you have a random Sunday win over the Commanders, and that's the difference, right. and that's all you have to trade up. So I get, like, anytime people mention tanking, they're like, well, they're not going to lose on purpose. And you're like, I get it, I get it, I get it. But there are certain things. And by the way, Bill has lost on purpose in the past to to affect playoff seeding. We've seen him do it. Mm-hmm. Matt Castle threw a two-point conversion into the stands so they could play Jacksonville, and it worked out. Right. So we've seen them manipulate games in the past. They don't even really have to manipulate games. I'm just saying every year we always kind of laugh at teams like the Texans last year. Now, they may have backed into the yeah. right thing because Carolina took Bryce Young and they should have taken C.J. Stroud, but Lovey Smith wins the last game of the season and cost them the number one overall yeah. pick in the draft. Like That is so massive, and in a year where Caleb Williams, who might have some flaws as it turns out, but Caleb Williams seems like a, uh, a stud number one. Drake May is stud number two. You could just you could either get so much for those picks, or you might have your franchise quarterback for the next decade plus. And you're like, yeah, but we grinded out a win against the Colts in Germany. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, don't do that. But it's also it is different to do that for nine more games. Where if it was just the last two games, you're like, hey, you lose to Buffalo and New York, and you get the number two pick. Like that's so much easier for everybody to wrap their head around. Half the season, or really more than half mm-hmm. the season, that's a that's a tough thing. Eleven, 11 games left, right? <laughs> yeah, right? That's what I've heard. Yeah, somebody told me there's well, eleven games left. And there's there's also the ways too to. I mean, there's the way to tank, quote unquote, and it's it would have been selling. And good if point. You, good if point. you lose yeah. Josh Uche, or you lose Mike Onwenu, and your pass rush and your offensive line yeah. stink because of it. More Vidarian low feels like you're tanking. Yeah, but yeah. it's that's not necessarily on purpose because no. you're building for the future. It's not like you're benching Mike Onwenu, but you trade him for something more later. It's, and- it's literally a win-win because if Tyquan Thornton, Pop Douglas, and Kayshawn Booty develop this great rapport with Mac Jones and they're lighting it up in your winning games, you're like, oh, well, actually, maybe there is maybe there is a receiving right, core right. and a quarterback here. Uh, but if they don't, which is more likely... Then you're picking really high in the draft, and you can take quarterback, take Marvin and Harrison, whatever. You're you're in control at that point. So, yeah, it's tough. But again, Washington has made their decision. It feels like in Washington, um, they played Philly kind of tough last week. They're three and five, so they have a better record than the Patriots. And they're like, nope. Yeah. And they're in a worse conference, right? And they were like, no, we're done. We're trading our our two best uh, 
pass rushers. 617-779-7937 is the number to jump aboard here on this uh, Halloween night. It's a full Tang Rich Keefe show with Mike Cadlick. We come back a little uh, fantasy brief week nine pickups coming up next year on WEEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Keefe's gonna give you what you need to know. Talk about who you gotta start, who you gotta say, gotta let go. When you be like, whoop, whoop, you doing so good, gonna win your league. But you gotta listen to Rich Keefe in the fantasy breeze. Rich Keefe is playing like John Clayton up inside the huddle. And he's got a intimate knowledge of the fantasy game like he and Matthew Barry like to cuddle. If your team got a problem, yo, he'll solve it. Winston Wolf for this fantasy gauntlet. So pretty pleased with sugar on it. Check out the hook while Keefe Keefe's gonna give you the info you desire. Who the claim from the waiver wire so your lineup game is on fire. Put him on the board. Championship. You're definitely gonna win your league, but you gotta listen to Rich Keefe and the fantasy. All right, here we go. Time now for the Fantasy Brief here on the Rich Keefe Show. WEEI, Mike Cadillac is in on this Tuesday night, and uh, week nine kicks off on Thursday. Every week I I put the emphasis on that because it's like, where does the time go? As Mike said earlier, 11 games left for the Patriots. (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking there. Feels like it, though. It feels like they have a a long way to go. So week nine and uh, a few pickups. Tell, Tell me how you feel about these. Sure especially in these deep leagues where nobody's available, do you take a stab at Leonard Fournette from the Buffalo Bills, get signed to the practice squad? They don't really have a murderer's row there in front of them, and could they sprinkle him into an offense that is really just Josh Allen and Steph Diggs? I like him as a uh, speculative ad and, and, and hope that he gets worked in there, maybe catches a bunch of passes out of the backfield. I think he could be decent, have a few good games for you. I think it's worth a roster spot. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's worth a waiver claim. Like, Fair. wait till... What's today? Tomorrow morning after claims are in, and then if he's still there, take yep. a stab at yep, it. Yep. But I don't know if I want to burn a claim. But no, I, I yeah, think you're right. The way, the way he, uh, the way he played in Tampa the last couple of years wasn't just a, a runner. He was in the pass game as well. So. And I kind of like the idea of him being fresh now, yeah. doing a half season for sure. him rather than a full season. That not that these guys are going to make a lot of money doing it this way. And I know running backs are up in arms about how much they make now, right. and they had like a little Zoom meeting about it. That's how mad they were. <laughs> Don't you think like this half season approach? Because yeah, meeting and then they all sign contracts. They all immediately sign contracts from one year deals. They're like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, nobody really got paid all that much. I guess Taylor, Jonathan Taylor did. Maybe he's a little bit different, but that might be kind of the way to go. Because of all positions to be able to just plop in and play, I feel like running backs can do that, and now they're going to be fresher, longer. So right. let's say best case scenario for both the Bills and Fournette, he plays this week or next week or whatever. And then in the playoffs, it's only like game 10 for him right. rather than game 17, 18, 19. Yeah. So might not be a bad thing. Believe it or not, as much as the Patriots offense is garbage, you got to think Pop Douglas is worth the roster spot at this point. He's the only guy capable of explosive plays. We know Bill benched him earlier in the year, but the receivers are getting hurt. Even with Smith Schuster coming back, he didn't play a whole lot. Kendrick Bourne is one of Max's go to guys. He did score a touchdown. <laughs> Touche. He did score a touchdown. Kendrick. Uh, but Pop Douglas, yeah. I think, should be a guy that gets targeted more than he is. They'll hand him the ball here and there. But if any receiver on the Patriots is worth even having on a, a fantasy roster, it'd be Pop Douglas. Yeah, I agree. I think um, you're right just the way they're, they'll feed him even more. And Mac Mac Jones loves him. I mean, yeah. Locker, Locker right next to him talks about him all the time. They're from the same area in Florida. Like I think mm-hmm. he has a lot of 
respect for him as a player. And so I think now that the room is continuing to you know deteriorate around them, um, not only will they play uh, play pot more, but Mac wants to kind of get that going. So I think you're right. And their I guess their touchdown score over the last couple weeks has been Kendrick Bourne. Now he's gone, so right. I don't know if he really wants to find Henry in the end zone like he used to. So maybe get a couple of scores from Pop too. So I, I mean, like it. so far Especially this year, PPR. like they're going to feed him. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So if you look at just targets this year, Kendrick Bourne leads the team in targets, and it's really not particularly close. And then after that, Hunter Henry and Ramondre Stevenson are tied, mm-hmm. and then it's Pop Douglas who missed the game and got benched. Yep, and yet he's still fourth overall on the team and the second highest wide receiver, and the, and the top wide receiver's gone. So all those things point to uh, Pop Douglas. How many targets, is, how many more does he have over Devontae Parker? He has five more than okay. Parker, four more than Smith-Schuster. Interesting. Okay. I mean, again, like... And then he also has three carries. Yeah. You know, so they've given him the ball yeah, three right. times, and he had the 120-yard run on that. So, yeah, I think he's, he's worth an add. Now, for people who had Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins was having another classic Kirk Cousins season, yep. he's down possible pickups for quarterback Gardner Minshew he's had back-to-back or two weeks ago he had a great fantasy week this past week it was serviceable and he has a light schedule coming up and you know he's the starter there for a while uh Derek Carr is available in a lot of leagues again you're not going to get the greatest games in the world but if he throws a couple of touchdowns uh how do you feel about Kyler Murray Eh. because he might be back they're saying he could start this week and again if you have Kirk Cousins and you didn't have a backup already like I've looked at some of the the waiver wire quarterback is pretty rough. I mean, so. well, with Arizona, if he does come back, I don't think he's going to play this week, but maybe the week after. Yeah, they have nothing on offense, so even if they get towards the goal line, like he might, he run might in. scurry yeah, one in or something. Might have to. Um, so maybe the one I look at though is Will Levis. He was awesome. Last Four week. touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. And I think if he plays well again this week, they might just roll with him. Yeah. Instead they of going back to Tannehill, they like should draft him in the second round. If you think Hopkins is going to want him, he just no. had three touchdowns. Yeah, right. He's going to be like, let's keep this kid in here. He's yeah. throwing me the ball. So, yeah, that would make sense, especially for what Tennessee is. I, mean, right. I don't know why you wouldn't go with the quarterback you just drafted. All right, there are your pickups for week nine. Real quick, Adam Schefter just uh, tweeted uh, a moment ago. Uh, Today was the deadline to flex out Sunday Night Football week 10. They did not flex it out. So on November 12th, in prime time Sunday Night Football, Jets and Raiders. Wow. Yeah. We're going to get Jets. Rescue Show Watch Party? Uh, I think so. <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty appropriate. But, yeah, that's another one where the Jets somehow, someway beat the Giants in one of the worst games in NFL history. But yeah. they're 4-3. and three. Then in a couple of weeks, they're going to play that horrible uh, uh, Raiders team. So the Jets... If they get Aaron Rodgers back, I mean, they they actually still could be a playoff team, couldn't they? Well, that's why I think they're, you know, kind of going for that whole maybe Rodgers will come back. Joe Douglas said it today. Like, you know, maybe they can get him back. And I think that kind of helps the team buy in, too. I know. And it makes them tolerate Zach Wilson, I think. They have back-to-back primetime games coming up. The Jets play the Chargers on this Monday night. And then they play Vegas on Sunday night. And then Buffalo, Miami. The the Rodgers thing helps yeah. the primetime thing, too. Because if you can get him on screen for a second, throwing a football around. True. Like, hey, why not? So it gives him something to talk about as well. Last game of the regular season is Patriots-Jets. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a, a realistic chance Aaron Rodgers starts that game? He's doing something right with that. I feel angle. like he <laughs> is. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, and if they're just selling it, then, like, I'm buying it because... He's he's hopping around. It's October. That game is January seventh. I feel like he's starting that game. If 
they're in playoff contention. Oh, sure. Good point. Yeah, 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 right. If they're if not, there's no reason, he won't. Not. Because if he goes out there and pops it again, his career's yeah. over. Yeah. So. I mean, it might be anyway. The guy's 40, isn't he? Yeah, you know, it's going to be close to it. But, yeah, it, right. There's no coming back next year yeah, if, right. he, if he does But, I mean, if, if it gets down to it and it's like, okay, they have a chance to kind of make a run and he wants to play, maybe it's worth risking it yeah. if it can stay intact and you go win a Super Bowl. The Jets also have the Black Friday game against the Dolphins Jeez. on Prime and then another Thursday night game coming up. So they go, we're going to see a lot that of that Jets. That Achilles really screwed the NFL. Oh, they put them everywhere. Yeah. yeah, oh, big time. All right, two hours down, two hours to go on this Halloween night. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Mike Cadillac. We've been doing mostly Patriots and NFL. Uh, and if you want to weigh in on that, you can. As the Patriots do nothing at the deadline. But Celtics and Bruins, neither can lose right now. We'll talk about both, including the suspension for Charlie McAvoy, coming up next year on WEI.